The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hi, Floosh. How's it going, girl? Floosh. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that we could assign ourselves some new Friends Reunion inspired nicknames. Um, Do you want to be Floosh, Jew, J-O-O. Jew. Blue. <laughs> Jew. Um, Big Blue or Lucy. These are all horrific. What are these even derived from? You don't remember in the beginning of the episode? No. Oh, I thought that that really stood out to me. How the, these were their nicknames for each other. Oh, I heard them saying like, you know, court. And like, you know, calling each other like Matt, uh, Matt, I think Matthew Perry or Matt, Le- I think it was Matt LeBlanc was Maddie. I heard them say, but I did not hear mm-hmm. Floosh. Yeah. Who the hell is Floosh? I, I don't- um, I think that Lisa Kudrow is Floosh and Jew is Jennifer Aniston. I don't know who Lucy is. Big Blue I think is Matt LeBlanc. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I missed this entire portion of the reunion. Um, we probably should tell I people liked what we I was like, who? I was like, Floosh. I was like, okay. It's ridiculous. I'll, I'll be, 
I mean, you could be Flush. I, I want to be Lushy. Okay, you be Lushy. I'll be Flush. I'm Lushy. You're Flush. Flush and Lushy sounds like a great podcast duo. <laughs> um, in case you, you didn't realize by the title of this podcast, we are here talking about the Friends reunion that was on yesterday. Um, it Like... We had to cover this. We had to cover this. Obviously, it aired in 2021. We all know. But Friends is a 90s show. We couldn't call ourselves a 90s podcast and not uh, cover this reunion. So here we are. Special bonus content for you all. You're welcome. Um, I guess uh, kind of how we have this organized is I think we're going to talk about what we liked, what worked for us. Uh, kind of like what we didn't like, maybe what didn't work so much. And then it's like they did this on purpose for us. They had a fashion show. They heard we do fashion hour and they were like, let's give them a fashion show. Uh, mm-hmm. So we can uh, we could talk about that at the end. Um, do you have any overall thoughts, Sarah, on the uh, on the reunion before we kick things off? Well, my overall thoughts is that it was not quite the disaster I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. But it also wasn't like it was fluffy, you know, like this was like an ode to all the Friends fans out there. Like there was no hard hitting questions. It was like all like nostalgia. Like, let me wrap you around my comfy blanket and be like, let's take you in with a warm embrace. Yeah. Um, um, I do want to say that this originally was meant to drop one year ago on May 27th, 2020. But because of the pandemic, it got pushed back a full year. The original recording day was supposed to be March 23rd. Um, and it seems as though they claim that this is the first time that all six of them have been in one room together since the show ended 17 years ago. Now, I don't know how true that is. I do know on October 2019, when Jennifer Aniston opened, like, um, started her Instagram, she did post a picture of all of them together. So if this is the one time they claim they're all together, then that's the one time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that that was might have been like an exaggeration. Could have been a lie. Yeah, definitely could have been an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Uh, for all those, if, if you want to watch this, if you hadn't yet, it's it's on HBO Max. Um, it's about an hour, 40-something minutes. Um yeah, like this is definitely this this isn't like a a reunion movie or anything like that. Like we're not following the characters. We're definitely just there were interviews with the with the actors and actresses, um guest appearances, a lot of guest appearances from people who were on the show. A lot of random Yeah, a lot guest of random guest appearances. They had interviews with the creators and writers of the show, just like reminiscing, a lot of reminiscing, a lot of just like this was a serenade to the show, an ode to the show um, and, and how great it was, you know, 17 years ago and just kind of the impact that it had. Um, so, yeah, let's 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 get into it. Um, we we dive had, right in. So previously are we've covered the Friends Thanksgiving episodes. Um, so we did discuss, you know, kind of our background on Friends. But uh, for those who didn't listen to that podcast, um, Friends was really one of my first shows uh, that I remembered falling in love with. I was far too young to be watching it, um, but my entire family always gathered on the television 8 p.m. on Thursdays uh, to watch Friends, and we also always watched. They always had reruns on 7:30, and we always watched them. Um, it was it was like a funny thing. No, there are no other shows that my family watched together besides Friends. Uh, I remember watching the show way too early to know what any of the jokes meant at the time. 
Um, it was the first show that I think I started collecting the DVDs for. Uh, I, I really, I've seen the first couple of seasons too many times to count. Um, I really loved this show. I was really excited for the reunion. Um, I didn't really care if it was going to be good or bad. I was going to watch it regardless because I was just excited to see, you know, the six friends reunite. Um, Sarah, what about you? If you want to go briefly into your, your history with friends. Yeah, so I, too, watched this show with my parents. Um, It was a family show also that we watched along with, like, Deep Space Nine and Survivor, strangely enough. Um, But it was something that also I watched with my group of friends in high school. We would, you know, have our slumber parties and watch it and recite it. And, you know, we especially liked, you know, seasons three and four Mm -hmm. and particular episodes that we watched. We had like we played the trivia game. Um, And then like somewhere after college into my adult life, I found other sitcoms and other loves. But so I haven't rewatched Friends probably since maybe high school, but it's always part of, like, my background mm-hmm. of, like, TV knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think that Friends really informed my sense of humor uh, and what I find funny a lot, just because I, I really watched it during that time where all of those things are kind of developing. Um, And I think not only that, but being that my entire family watched it, it was also just, like, we all had the same kind of, you know, the same kind of jokes. Um, so let's start off with kind of what, what we really enjoyed about the, um, about the reunion. Uh, I know maybe not everybody appreciated this. I really enjoyed them bringing in people like Mr. Heckles, uh, and Tom Selleck as Richard and Jack and Judy uh, Geller. I loved, uh, you know, Gunther. I loved having all of those people there. The guest stars were a huge part of the show. Um, especially the guest stars that were reoccurring, like Gunther and the Gellers and, you know, and Richard and all of them. And it just shows that, like, the impact of the show where they got all these people to come back because they really didn't enjoy their time on the show. At least that's what I like to think. Um, Is that something that you enjoyed or something you didn't enjoy, Sarah? I did enjoy it. However, I didn't like it that they spent about, like, two minutes on each person, if Mm -hmm. that. Um... I think like even our longest interview with somebody that was additional. So like I think in my opinion, maybe Janice was had the longest like Maggie Wheeler. Um, And she got to like come to the couch with the rest of the cast and sit down. And she got to explain how like her character came to be like she's like, I know that girl like I am that girl. She lives Mm -hmm. inside of me. Like the laugh was something that was kind of her infinite like (laughs) Mm -hmm. like laugh like that was something that was born on set. I really appreciated that. Um, So I know that this was like a lot like this was already an hour 44, which we can get into the length and Mm -hmm. things that we do not like or personally I don't like. Um, But I felt like we could have given more to our big guest stars, right? Like I, you know, I don't know how much more Mr. Heckles or Mr. and Mrs. Geller could have said, but maybe I would have appreciated like, let's bring out some more couches and sit them all down together and maybe like give them a little bit more space. Hmm, interesting. To okay. Give their experience. Yeah. I thought that like the, the time that they gave them was probably enough. I mean, like, I don't know what more they would have had to say. Like, they're really here to focus on the six. But I did like that right. they included the the other people. Um, what What is on your list of things that you uh, that you liked that worked for mm-hmm. you? 
So I like to call myself a historian with shows that I love. So one of the things that I really enjoyed, and I don't know if this is like original information that we've never learned before, but I really liked getting um, the producers um, Mm -hmm. and the creators. So that is Kevin Bright, Martha Kaufman, um, David Crane, which, by the way, I did appreciate that we got all three. Yes. Creators, producers, directors onto the show. I thought that was great. But I really liked their process on how each of the cast members were cast and the order of which that they were cast. The first being David Schwimmer, who um, I don't think I know this or if I did, it's like lost knowledge back in the back of my brain. Mm -hmm. But he that role of Ross was essentially written for David Mm -hmm. Schwimmer. They had his voice in mind for that. And I thought that was really great interesting and I didn't know but like at that time like David Schwimmer like was really off television and he was more gearing towards theater or as James Corden said theater mm-hmm. um, and they bribed him with gifts and gift bags yeah. and um, I liked that yeah um, I, loved, and then, I loved that whole the whole casting mm-hmm. spiel and, and going in order like you were saying like Matt LeBlanc had like $10 in his pocket uh, Courtney originally auditioned for Rachel which is certainly common knowledge among most people yeah, I did know that. And she yeah. herself said she felt more like a Monica. Again, I think that's pretty common knowledge. But I, I loved like the <laughs> the Matthew Perry one, especially. He had signed on to a television show that was about luggage handlers in space. What, what? the fuck show is this? Amazing. <laughs> like this had me cackling. Like yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> LAX 2194. And everybody um, knew it was going to fail because it's such a ridiculous concept. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that was crazy. Um, Jennifer Aniston was also signed on to another show. Mm-hmm. Um about I don't even know what that one was about, but she yeah muddling through yeah she seemed like a waitress through. or something. Um, and here's yeah. the thing, like I appreciated their comments as well. Like, uh, it, they needed to get the right person for Rachel because if if not, she is she can be selfish and can be self obsessed, and so if they didn't get the right fit, then she wouldn't come across as likable, which I thought was an interesting yeah. thing to say, especially considering. Rachel truly is not my favorite character. She usually falls to the bottom of my list in terms of the friends. And I love them all. Don't get me wrong. I do love them all. But someone has to be last. And it's Rachel. Um, (laughs) Rachel is not my least favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that Rachel. The thing about Rachel is really like it is what they were saying. Like she does have a warmth to her. And I think that is Jennifer Aniston. Like Jennifer Aniston genuinely, in my opinion is, I mean, she was America's sweetheart in the nineties for a reason. Like she's lovable. She has a warmth to her, but she's still funny and she's, gorgeous yeah um so I think that that was a really interesting part like yeah like if it wasn't played in a certain way like she would not have gotten fans like you know me who adored her and there's a ton of people that loved the character of Rachel um yeah and then I think also common knowledge that Lisa Kudrow was taken from Mad About You Ursula's They even have an episode that's like a joke about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like where they have like a crossover type of thing. Um, Lisa Kudrow is is fantastic. Uh, The fact that she could play Phoebe so well and just kind of make her like she's a little bit, you know, loopy and kind of like all over the place and just make her so endearing. Um, And obviously like this is just it's lightning in a bottle. It doesn't happen all the time where you have six people who are so talented all come together as an ensemble. They all get along on set. They in fact they're really good friends. And I 
I mean, I've heard in the past, I fully believe that at least most of them may, you know, stay in contact uh, regardless mm-hmm. of if they're working together or not. At least I know Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston are like super tight. Yeah, um, I know that's common knowledge. I'm pretty sure that Rachel, Rachel, excuse me, Jennifer Aniston is Coco, uh, Courtney's yeah. daughter's godmother. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I really appreciated the, the casting background. In fact, I really liked the inclusion of the creators and writers altogether. I thought all of their interviews were really well done. They provided a lot of context to the show. Um, we all know the kind of the history of the show that it was all about 20 somethings in New York trying to figure it out, right? Like they're friends. It's when your friends are your family is basically the premise of the show. Um, and I, I really liked all the interviews with them. I, I thought it was great. I knew yeah. some of the information that we heard, but I still thought that they were really well done. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, let me think next thing on my list of things that I really enjoyed was I, I really, I really loved the trivia of, of them like quizzing each other on the, on the set. Um, I know it's probably like, I mean, they did it just to get heckles there and Richard there and, but it was really fun to try to have the actors and actresses remember their lines. Um, I love the callback to Rachel's letter to Ross, which is 18 pages front and back. Um, but they don't like remember anything like that's the thing like that's the weirdest thing about it like Lisa Kudrow like specifically says in the special that she like never really watched the show like they don't remember stuff so it's like some of them do some of them don't like I think some of them have better memories than other ones do but they are so they also aren't super fans of the show right they said the lines and then they memorize other lines I know but like I'm not a super fan of the show and it's like I know it's like 17 pages front to back. Is that right? 18 pages. Whatever. (laughs) I know it's like the whole bit is like 18 pages front front to back. The thing is front to back. That's like the specific line. And um, well, my favorite part of that segment um, was the fact that Jennifer Aniston answered the wrong answer both in the show. Yeah, he's a trans monster. And I love how Courtney was like, no, that's what like you said in the show. It's like it's wrong. wrong. Yeah. No, th- um, it was very I really like that. I thought that was And funny. I like the inclusion of Lisa Kudrow here because she was not in that in that episode in that so, scene. I forget. Was she pregnant at that time? Why was she not part of that bit? That whole I thing. Think she Obviously, was, like they weren't training. Yeah, I think she was pregnant. Departments. I believe. I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. why she wasn't there. Um, but yeah, I think that like, I really enjoyed that segment. I, you know, they brought in Mr. Heckles, they brought in Richard. Um, I loved the the inclusion of the hand twin situation. Like it really was just an excuse for them to get these guests on there. But yeah, so it was like a hand twin behind a curtain. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt LeBlanc got it right. He did. He like, got right it right away. on. I just thought it was like, really cute. Um, I don't know. I, I really liked the, the trivia. I felt like the, the moments that the reunion really shined for me was anytime the, just the cast was interacting with each other um anytime they were just chatting or having fun i just felt like it was so great so so essentially like more the like candid moments yeah. rather than like being interviewed on stage by james corden oh 1000 percent um not that they mm-hmm. those moments didn't have good the good parts but i i fully felt like it was much more natural when you just had the cast hanging out and reminiscing i don't right. know if it was natural mm-hmm. like i don't know if they were prompted to say like oh uh talk about xyz go sit in the barca yeah, loungers had- like i yeah, i don't totally. know maybe um but if still i, I think it definitely was probably um, but um but what about you do you have anything else that you wanted to mention on your yeah so there was a few like 
I don't, once again, I don't know if this is common knowledge, if you listen to, like, the commentaries or if you're a huge friend fan that watches dozens and dozens and dozens of interviews, but there was a few moments that I felt like were new news for me that they discussed, so one of which is that Courtney used to write her lines on the table, Mm Um, and that there was an occasion where she wrote like her whole monologue on the table and Matt LeBlanc like erased it as a prank. Um, and then she said that she hid like her scripts in the sink and in the apples. Like, I really thought that that was really funny. Um, another part that I really liked was when they revealed like essentially one of the most, um, popular episodes of all time like the one where they were got ready they're getting ready is that yeah the, the one the where one, nobody's ready i think is nobody's what is. ready mm-hmm. um that's like arguably one of the most popular episodes of all yeah. time like we have ross who's having some sort of event and everyone has to get ready and nobody's getting ready and like we get like a whole thing with like um Joey like putting on all the clothes but long story short in the process of that scene when it's you know a bottle episode and we've discussed bottle episodes mm-hmm. on this podcast a lot how this is like supposed to be to simplify yeah, and save your the episodes money. Yeah. and save money um how this became the most like complicated and longest shoot it uh, shoot episode because what happened was he Matt LeBlanc jumped over the coffee table and wound up dislocating his arm to the fact where he had to, you know, get into a sling, which they actually wrote into the show. And then ultimately, like, they had to wait until he got better where they had to, like, finish. Like, they couldn't do shoots without Joey because this was a bottle episode where they're all in one room. Have you ever heard of this before? Um, I knew... So I knew that him having the sling was written into the show because Matt LeBlanc actually injured himself. I don't believe I knew that it was like on set in that specific episode. I've never seen that footage. I don't know that that footage Mm -hmm. is out there. I know that they have like the bloopers and stuff, but I have never seen that specific footage, which I really liked. That's another thing I did like was seeing all this extra footage that we've never seen before. A lot more behind the scenes than I've ever seen. And I I'm a huge Friends fan. I haven't seen everything in the world, so it's possible that some of this stuff is out there, but I certainly hadn't seen a lot of it and I really really enjoyed that that behind the scenes aspect of it. Um I also really love speaking of that moment. I feel like that's a good segue into them watching bloopers which I maybe it's silly maybe it's stupid but I actually really loved watching them watch bloopers I love bloopers myself so watching them react to especially when they were um chatting about the fact that Matt LeBlanc like couldn't hit his marks and the one scene where he like looks directly (laughs) down at the mark and he like trips and falls and then you have Matthew Perry like doing it on purpose as like a blooper Moments like those I thought were really funny. Again, just more like the genuine laughs, I think, between the cast is what what I enjoyed. Yeah. So um, I like another example of this is like the pivot Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, they were just laughing it up in the pivot. Bloopers, like I've never been like a super fan of bloopers. Like, I don't know why I like don't really I don't I've never really loved bloopers so it's okay like if you want to watch bloopers you can go on YouTube and watch the bloopers from the DVD set Mm -hmm. so it didn't like but I guess like watching the other cast um or the cast watch the bloopers was like kind of funny Mm -hmm. um 
what was was the there was a moment where like Martha Kaufman was like literally on the floor laughing. Was that the um that was that was Joey missing the mark, wasn't it? Was it? I believe that it was, was. I believe it was I guess that so. same scene. Yeah. They yeah, had a couple that different that. bloopers. That was a funny one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really like that mo those moments. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Like when it was less formal and like when they're like perceived on their own, like it seemed like it was natural and they're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I think that was the bread and butter of the special. Um, because, you know, you kind of just feel like, you know, I guess what they were explaining within this reunion special is that a lot of people saw the friends cast as their friends. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, it's like if you are watching this group of six people talk about this show that you care about and, you know, they're just talking like what it seems candidly and you're just like in the room with them in a way like you feel like you're in the yeah. room with them then you feel like the nostalgia it did, yeah with it. whether or not it actually was less produced it felt less produced right like we all know that they were held back and sent in one at one at a time to to, to see each other right like that yeah, wasn't the them was arriving at staggered times like that was produced <laughs> but I still loved it I thought it was nice like the first few minutes of it I was all in because you have like all of them walking in and reminiscing on the set and oh my gosh look at they have this up and the oh this post was yeah. taken out later in the sh- seasons and even just those little moments and them all reuniting I thought was great like I agree I, I didn't I mean I don't particularly like James Corden anyway um but I didn't need I didn't need him hosting. I thought it was great when they were just sitting and chatting without having to be mm-hmm. formally, uh, formally, form, excuse me, formally interviewed. Um, there were funny moments from the, the formal interview. I did in particular love them talking about how much David Schwimmer hated uh, the monkey Marcel. I thought that was so yeah. funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I... Which, once again, is common knowledge, but yeah. it is funny for him to talk about it, yeah. how, like, he really disliked the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was funny, like, so James Corden's like, okay, like, we're going to take, like, questions from the audience, like, which, by the way, like, totally did not happen. It was one question from the audience, yeah, which I thought was, was, like, so weird. But she, like, said, like, what do you hate about most about, like, being a part of the show or right. whatever? That was the question that led to the Marcel thing. And I thought it was very funny how James Corden was, like, way to make it keep it positive. Like, yes. I, he did get a laugh out of me from that. Um... And I guess, like, kind of the most steamy part of this whole special was James Corden kind of asking the it question. Like, you know, you all were in your 20s and 30s. You're all attractive, like young Mm -hmm. Hollywood. How is it that, like none of you didn't hook up. Like, there's literally like an episode of Friends that's around this. Like Janice asks the question, yeah. which of the six of you has like had sex with <sighs> which of the six of you? Um, right. I, and we all know right. like it's definitely common knowledge that um, that Courtney Cox had a crush on uh, Matt LeBlanc early on. She thought he was cute, I guess, very early on in the series. Um, but yeah, we find out that uh Ross and Ross and Rachel or you know uh David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston like had crushes on each other but always at uh timings at times where one of them was in a relationship and the other one wasn't 
um, a, a, very much a will they won't they of Raj and Rachel style. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was and cute. I, yeah, I thought it was cute. Like I thought that um, kind of how like Jennifer Aniston said something like, "Please, do, like I really hope like our first kiss is not on national television," and like ultimately their first kiss was on national television, and like. Um, they show that kiss in the special and it is full of passion. So essentially they were saying like that was a lot of like built up yes. like sexual tension and they channeled their like desire and love into the Ross and Rachel character. Um, so like that first kiss was really good because there was like actual feelings there. So they said so it was it was pretty good. Um, another part is I liked the like script readings um i thought it was like pretty incredible like ross's line delivery david schwimmer's line delivery perfect on. some like, of them were better than others i thought jennifer aniston wasn't as accurate um, no she was like so mad pretty, pretty um, bad uh, lisa kudra was pretty spot on especially with the um with the line read when it's the one where they find out that monica and chandler are together i thought that one mm-hmm. was spot on but that's because like lisa kudrow like is phoebe you know, like there's well, like, actually, I, th- I think of all the characters, she's one of the ones that's least like her character. Really? She's like I feel a like genius. She like so she much has like a science degree. It. Like she's an actual no, really smart person. <laughs> but like her like voice inflections are so. Phoebe. Oh, the like, way she talks natural. and the way she laughs. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. But personality wise, I think there's a huge difference mm-hmm. there. But no, um, David Schwimmer's line delivery was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I also actually, okay, so this is, I, I'm saying this much later than I anticipated. This might be a hot take. I think the star of the entire show was Matt LeBlanc. Of the reunion? I think, he, of the reunion. Spectacular. Yeah. Made the jokes. I feel he like the, he, one like, of the best memories, I think, as well, as far as remembering things that happened on set. I feel like he was mm-hmm. definitely up there in oh. terms of, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, he, like, was so on top of his game. Like, he, like, knew, like, so much about, like, the show and the sets and, like, had, like, a spectacular memory and he told funny jokes and, like, he was making funny stories. Like, I think that he was, like, he really, like, took it home. Like, I think, like, David Schwimmer kind of took, like, the role of, like, I'm the mayor of, like, this uh, reunion special. Like, I'm going to, like, direct us all and, like, hurdle us all. Yes. Um, hurt us all into group. But I think that, like, Matt LeBlanc, like, really took a really good role of, like, stealing the show, in my opinion. Um, And I do want to say, like, I mean, I honestly, I don't want to get that much into it. There's been a lot of speculation about... Um, Matthew Perry, but I do what the the main thing that I've read today is that um, Matthew Perry had some dental work done the day of the reunion special mm. and he was in pain during it. Yeah. And when, before I read this, I actually like guessed that it was something to do with dental work. And because like, number one, he got his teeth done. So that's that's something. But it's like when you're wearing like dentures or you're getting like new teeth, there's a slur to your speech. I don't know if that's exclusively because of it. Like there's a ton of speculation about yeah. his past. I think the thing is, is without getting into all of the his back history with, you know, addiction and, and all of that, that's his own 
thing that we don't I mean we're not like a gossip podcast right um I do think he was acting out of I don't know he was definitely the quietest of the entire group definitely the quietest like knowing Matthew Perry and watching a lot of the things he's been in and and watching him in other interviews it just see he seemed a little different than I remember seeing him and I agree with you like even when he was talking it didn't seem like he was moving his mouth a ton which totally could you know uh give validity to to that um that Mm -hmm. speculation on the dental work totally makes sense to me um yeah I would say like if I was giving out an LVP I mean he'd be up there in just because I just feel like I didn't get a lot from him he didn't really reminisce a ton he didn't tell a ton of stories I just felt like he was very much in the background okay yeah I have a lot of thoughts on this and I don't want to get too gossipy but like um Yes, I did feel like he was the quietest. Mm-hmm. And I think like the thing is, is that Chandler, the character, was the quickest and the wittiest and the one that spoke the fastest yeah. and had the quickest quips. So to see Matthew Perry not like step up to that role is jarring. Yeah. So I feel like that's ultimately what it is. We're used to Chandler being on top of everything. Yeah. He's the one that has like the funny stories or the like the yeah, quick and even, like one-liners. Even Matthew so Perry is, himself feels weird. is like that too though. Cause like um for mm-hmm. example, he uh like the the blooper that we saw of him like stumbling over Joey as like a joke, it's because he heard Joey getting a laugh and he's like, I can't have anybody getting more laughs than me. And so he did that. And yeah. it's like he usually mm-hmm. is a lot more vocal. So it just was a little jarring to and kind of disappointing to see that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate if that's true that he had dental work done the day of because like that's painful enough without having this huge yeah. reunion that day um yeah so like i mean i have a couple of thoughts on that too like you know this is a big reunion special they spent millions on mm-hmm. it and if one of your main characters is in pain like mm-hmm. what's it to you to move it until a day that he feels more comfortable if that's the truth yeah. you know what i mean you have like six people i know that schedule yeah have, i know that's like you know it would cost money to move it but like he's such like a loved character like he's really beloved yeah. um yeah chandler so yeah he just um, seemed off his game really yeah a couple more a couple more thoughts um Another thing that I saw brought up was the fact that um, his mental health throughout the taping of um, Friends, you know, as you mentioned just now, there is the fact that, you know, he was talking about a lot about his anxieties if he wouldn't get the laugh yeah. um, and putting a ton of pressure be- about being like the funniest person in the room and like having all of his jokes land. Um, we know that he had substance abuse problems within the show. And I don't know, did he say this in the special or has he said this before? But it's widely known that he doesn't have a lot of recollection of taping the last three seasons. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say it in the special, but it's certainly common knowledge that because Mm -hmm. of the addiction issues that he struggled with um yeah he wasn't always uh sober during during the filming um Mm -hmm. yeah no that's that's definitely common knowledge um and I think that's that also could have been what led to him not contributing as much if he doesn't have memories of of specific things or I mean to be honest I also have a shitty memory in general so like I wouldn't be the Matt LeBlanc who's like, oh my gosh, do you remember this particular scene and this particular, you know what I mean? And and I think right. it was David Schwimmer, I believe, who said that he was watching through the series with his daughter. Um, So he's has maybe more of a recent recollection of certain events by just watching the episodes as well. 
Yeah, uh, that could have been Matt LeBlanc as well. Actually, it might have been. It, it was. It was definitely somebody that said it. But but just stuff like that, um, where maybe just by watching the show, it kind of triggers those memories as well. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's all I want to say about Matthew Perry because. Um, uh, you know, like, I don't want to speculate. Um, we don't really know what's going on with slurred speech. It could be partially a health issue. Mm-hmm. It could be partially a teeth issue. It could, partially yeah, it could be plenty be, of, like, things. of things. It's just, I think, with his uh, his history mm-hmm. that people, of course, are going to speculate about it. Um, right. Yeah, it just was Because it's just, like, what people are focusing on, um, yeah. which I don't want to be, like, I don't want that to be the case. I mean, like, he... Um, actually, like, took himself off cameo. He because people were talking about his slurred Ugh. speech. So, um, yeah, it's like that's, that's what this kind of unfortunate be about. Really, like that's that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I would say like in of all the six characters there, I feel like we got the least from him, which is unfortunate because he's definitely one of my favorite yeah. characters. Me too. Um, but but yeah, you know what? I also heard <laughs> being the number one story um, today. Well, Besides, um, apparently. Matthew Perry and um and Courtney Cox are like eleventh cousins. Like five hundred eleventh cousin. Like five hundred years ago, their relatives were married. So they're like eleventh cousins. Eleventh cousins isn't a thing. Like uh, anybody could be your fucking cousin. But that's what so like the headlines today, like that Matthew is the headline? Perry and Courtney Cox are related, which is evidently like actually has been exposed before. But somebody like in like 4chan or like the Internet's like dropping that today. And they're like, did you know this is so that stupid. Courtney Cox and Matthew Perry are kissing cousins? Can you believe it? The scandal. This is but dumb. Then, like you. <laughs> but you look it up and it's like they're 11th cousins 500 years ago their relatives were in, like were married it's like Ugh. so stupid yeah you're right like especially like you know if you're marrying within like your same religious group or like ethnicity anybody could like, be your I'm fucking sure 11th cousin you'd never know this is you're this probably is ridiculous. I don't know if you're my 11th cousin ridiculous like, my significant other uh, I are probably 11th cousins oh my god how ridiculous Oh my god that that would be in my list of what didn't work is people speculating on the the relationship between <laughs> Marty Cox and Matthew Perry. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over three hundred thousand travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. 
It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, anything else that you wanted to point out as something that you enjoyed from this special? Um, not particularly. I, I, I don't know if people hated having um having clips in the show. Um, personally, I don't I don't really mind it. I, I, I love watching clips of friends, so it doesn't particularly bother me. Once again, you can YouTube it. Yeah. I don't know if I need it in my reunion special. I do think it worked, especially in the scenes where they were doing this, the line reads. I thought that it was nice to have them juxtaposed with their older versions. Like um, other yes. times we probably didn't need them. Although I will say that the moment that we had the I got off the plane uh, clip, I got goosebumps because I still remember watching that live oh. um and i love that i do have my infamous question for you jessica mm-hmm. did you cry at any part of this reunion special no i'm not a crier did i don't you, know what you want from me i'm not a crier did you want to cry at any part of this reunion no i didn't special? want to cry like i it made me very happy it made me very nostalgic for the show and i think that anybody who was a super fan of the show at the time probably had that same feeling like seeing the group together re-watching old clips and the i got off the plane like that's such a huge moment monica and chandler getting engaged is such a huge moment in the show uh ross and rachel's first kiss another huge moment in the show so i think like they're just iconic moments for me. Um, right. I don't know. Did you cry? Yeah, I cried. Of course. <laughs> um, I that's a good point. I did think it was interesting what the people that whoever put together this reunion special, what they deemed being like the most important part of yeah. the series of Friends, and like what the most important episodes were. Um, I did think that that was interesting. Like pointing out. You know, yeah, what they deemed the best of the best episodes, and for the most part, I agree. You know, they like um, brought up like you know raw, uh, like uh, Monica proposing to Chandler, right. and they brought up like the you know, like we talked about before the episode, like the the pivot. Yeah. We got ourselves yeah, like are, are the first iconic. kiss. We got. Um, you know some of some of the most like popular moments Mm -hmm. um of course you know there's so many episodes and like everybody but you know like what everybody deems as like some of the most iconic parts um they they implemented Mm -hmm. so i i I found that to be interesting Mm -hmm. um let's get into some of the what didn't work so much i think you're probably on the same page as me and saying, who the fuck are all these random fucking people in the middle of the fucking reunion? Like, not even okay. counting people like Kit Harrington, <sighs> K- excuse me, Kit Harrington, okay. Mindy Kaling. I don't give a fuck. Like, you weren't on the show. <laughs> okay. So, there's two aspects of this. All the celebrities that they got on to say how much they loved friends. So, the first being Reese Witherspoon. She was on it. All. I'll accept it. I'll accept it because she was honest. She played Rachel's sister. Um, fine. Yep. Mindy Kaling. Um, a little weird. She was never on it, but she's in TV. And she's in a, in a sitcom. Has, I guess she's like adjacent. She has an understanding. And then we get David fucking Beckham. I don't give a shit what, what? you think about friends, David Beckham. What the fuck? You play fucking <laughs> David soccer. Beckham. Yeah, um, okay. And then we have, yeah, like, the dude from, um, the Game Game of of Thrones. Thrones. 
yeah, like Jon Snow, like he talks about how he wants to be part of the Geller family because he's neurotic and wears tight pants. Me too, Kit Harrington. Who do you think you are? You're not original. Me too. He does have the dark hair to be a Geller, but yeah, still. And then we have BTS, like a boy band. So then we get like a big segment. And I do think this is partially important because it's talking about how friends went global. And like it is a fact that a lot of people learned English. Right. Because of watching Friends. Sure. So but we get all of these like international people Mm -hmm. and then we get BTS and um, I had like a prediction when I first found out that like we have BTS and Lady Gaga coming. Yeah. And my prediction was BTS is going to perform like the Friends oh, theme, theme song. song. Okay. And Lady Gaga was going to perform Smelly Cat. Well, you got and one, I was, right? I was 50% right. I think that they had would have more of a purpose if they like did something but I do respect the fact that they were like you know I learned English from I'm I mean truthfully only one guy learned English the rest of the guys just learned how to say I love friends yeah I think the thing is is like because then they had the whole segment of like you said like international people like not celebrities just random people from all over the world saying didn't care about them no no here's the thing like some of them it was it got very like deep like oh I was like depressed and I had like suicidal thoughts and like all this stuff but like friends helped me through those moments and that's that's great like I love that for you I'm happy for you a lot of people People use this. This show is my chicken soup, right? Like when I'm sick, when I'm feeling down, like this is the show I turn to. Totally love and respect that. But I don't give a fuck. I don't know who the fuck you are. Like I I didn't need that. I felt like it could have been a footnote in, you know, when they had another thing I didn't really care about simply because I already knew Friends was a phenomenon was when they had that whole segment with the producers and writers and creators talking about like how they were basically the Beatles of television. Um, right. Which I find to be like the same segment. Yeah. Like that could whole have been, segment. That could have been yeah. like lumped in as a footnote. Like, oh, by the way, people also learned English from this show from all over the world. Like I didn't, I don't know mm-hmm. why we needed to see all these random people. Like I didn't need to, it was too long for me. Like it was way too long spent on all these people. Yeah, I agree. I thought that segment really dragged. Um, and I think like we could have cut it by 50 yeah. percent and then we could have taken out a few of the rando celebrities that I felt like didn't really have a purpose to be there. No. Um, and it, it's just like, you know, like, how can we get more clout? Like, how can we get more big names on our show? Yeah. And it's like it's not needed because they said it themselves. Like the reason... Like, when they were casting Friends, they didn't want big names. They didn't want celebrities. They wanted the actors to speak for themselves. And you did that, and it was fabulous. And the actors do speak for themselves. So we don't need big names to, you know, come on and, like, you know, take up time in our hour and 44-minute special, which is my biggest problem with this whole thing, is it was long. It was long. Um, It's... Oh, you know, once I got into an hour, I was like, okay, I really have 44 more minutes of this. Okay. What possibly, what else you know, say? Yeah. what else can you say? Um, I, you know, what's also interesting about this whole thing. They, James Corden asks if like the whole group, if Ross and Rachel are on a break and the entire cast agree. What a waste of a question. A like, why would you know they all that say, in? 
they were on a break, so they all agree that they're on the break, which means that every single person on the cast agrees with Ross. See, here's the thing, right? No. In my opinion, you can both, because I am also on team, they were on a break. Does that mean that Ross should have done what he did and got away with it? No. There's there's two different questions. There's, so were the they on a break? So the question wasn't specific enough. Well, no, they needed like a an A question and a B question. Question A okay. is, were they on a break? Question B is, okay, if they weren't on a break, still what Ross did was wrong. Like, you can still say what he did was wrong and he's a piece of shit for what he did, but they could still be on a break. It's hard. It's still hard after all this time because she said that she wanted a break. But he hooked up like that the second, night. Yeah, the second with they the were girl. broken up, he's like. But they're also on a break, so it is it is like yeah. a tough question. But like this leads us to believe that there, that the entire cast believes that Ross was in the right. And I've never heard somebody say that they thought that well, Ross was in a in the right. I also just think that like if they all answered the same way, it's not really interesting. And why would you leave that in, right? Like to no. me, that's, that yeah, could have that been cut. That could have gone cut. A lot cut. of the stuff no. with James Corden, in my opinion, could have been cut. I didn't particularly find a ton of that interesting. I did think it was funny when Lisa Kudrow got like a bug in her hair and she was like flipping out. That that was cute. Again, more of eh. a candid moment. Like, but was it a buzz or a fuzz? Oh, I don't know. A bug what, or a fuzz? fuzz. I I don't know what it was, but. Um, yeah, I like that, that I could have, I could have cut out. Like it's just a lot of the, the James Corden stuff that I, especially like the, oh, where would the friends be nowadays? Like who gives a fuck? They ended the show. Well, okay. I didn't care. Um, like, oh, Joey opened mm. up a fucking sandwich shop. Monica's on the PTA. Like, I don't need to hear any of this shit. And like, <sighs> I agree with Lisa Kudrow actually, when she asked, they asked her the question of, would you like to do like a friend's movie or like an actual reunion like for the characters? And Lisa Kudrow was mm-hmm. like, well, no, because I feel like in order to in order to do that, something needs to be wrong and they would need to be like all the good things would have had to unravel in order for there to be a new story. And I completely agree right. with that. I I love friends. It's over. I don't need I like the reunion, but I don't need to see these characters have their lives all fucked up again. Right. Like they ended things in the very happy. Do I need to see a movie where Ross and Rachel are struggling in a marriage or some shit? No, I don't need to fucking see that. I like things the way they ended. I guess that's a great point that I've never even thought of before. But I did like I think that like that's the thing. Like when I first heard of like a reunion special like I automatically did think that this was going to be some sort of like scripted like where are they now thing and I think that like it would have felt like a little empty without at least some speculation what everybody was doing but everyone was like it was pretty vanilla what they were saying like they were like Ross and Rachel they got married they have kids Ross still plays with bones which is apparently like (laughs) David Schwimmer's favorite joke. No, it was Matt LeBlanc um, that kept cracking up every single time yeah. it was mentioned, which I, I did love yeah. that. Yeah, like Monica and Chandler. Like, you know, Monica's a PTA parent, which totally tracks in my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, Chandler still makes her laugh. Phoebe is still with Mike, you know, in Connecticut. Creating like know, an I program like, or something, which I guess Yeah, Phoebe, like, advocates. Her kids are different. She, different. she advocates for kids that are different, which in, like terms that was you know that to me wasn't if it was on like some like public platform means that she's like an amazing lbgtq advocate and that she like totally supports like anyone who's different or feels like they're not in a safe space and i can totally see that from phoebe Mm -hmm. and i love that for her um and then they're like oh yeah like and joey's like you know owns a sandwich shop and like 
Venice Beach, whatever. I, I think that, you know, it was nice that they at least like speculated. It was a question like when I was watching it, like, will they get into this? Like it was something that like I was looking for personally. So if they left that out, I feel like I personally would have felt that that was a missing hmm. segment. Yeah, for me, I guess I just like. To me, it's obvious where the characters ended up, so I don't necessarily need that from them. Like, I feel like I could have come up with all of these answers. None of them were very spicy. I'm sure that you and I can come up with better answers, to be honest with you, if we were really, like, up for the challenge. Um, Um, So one thing that I have a question, because for me, I guess I fall somewhere in the middle on, like, did it work or did it not work? And it is Lisa Kudrow playing Smelly Cat with Lady Gaga joining and then the the choir behind her. What were your thoughts on on this segment? I did predict it, so I'm a little biased. Um, okay. I mean, Lisa Kudrow singing Smelly Cat. It's like Lisa Kudrow singing Smelly Cat was never that bad. You know what I mean? Like she always like on a borderline, in my opinion, was like pretty good well, she's just at not a musician. Yeah, not a musician, but like I felt like she was singing it more poorly than she normally does. I think she struggled because she probably hasn't picked up a guitar in a fucking while, and so while yeah. she's she's expected to play the guitar and sing it, and so I think that mm-hmm. threw her off a bit. And then having fucking Lady Gaga next to you, Christ Almighty, like you're not gonna be like you're, I mean, I would be fucking intimidated. <laughs> Yeah, but that was like a very reminiscent of like the original scene. Who I forget. No, who it's they the were it's the girl with. from uh, what's it called? It's a woman from a a, a band that was with her in but that scene. It wasn't Melissa. The, the, it's the just call me angel of the morning angel. Uh, I'll look it up. I don't know what her name is. Fake friends fan. I just don't know. I'm not good with names. I don't know who it is. Um, but yeah, no, I just think like I liked when the choir came in. Um, just because it's like which I feel like didn't that happen as well in the show? Yeah. So in the show, um, basically Phoebe gets an offer to make Smelly Cat into like a single. Um, and they have backup singers, and they do the same thing that the, the choir did. Yeah, smelly, 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 yeah. smelly cat. Yeah, yeah that I whole remember. thing. Um, so I, I thought it was fine. Um, I thought it maybe was a bit too long again. Like, could have cut it down a little bit shorter. Um, and I love smelly cat. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just thought like I don't know. Again, having Lady Gaga there really kind of threw me off a bit, to be honest. I mean, I understand it's another name, you know. Um. I could have done without it, except that um, my pride says that I'm happy (laughs) that she was there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, And I only wish that BTS would have saying I will be there for you. That was that's my (laughs) one hope in life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked the setting as well, actually. I, I didn't mention that in my in my likes, but I, I did like how they have it had it on the set. They had it on the couch in front of the fountain. Like, I really liked using the set rather than just any old place. I think it's important to have Central Perk and to have Monica's apartment and the Barker loungers and all of those things as set pieces because they're iconic to the show as well. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed how they had that there as well. So is the friend set on the Warner Brothers studio tour? I think it, it is. is. So I think it's set up. Yeah, you can get a picture on the 24/7. couch. 24-7. On Central Park yeah. Couch, yeah. So it's set up 
24-7 anyway, so it makes sense mm-hmm. that they filmed there. Um, yeah. I did like that. I did like how they were looking through everything. I liked the one scene where they were talking about the wrap-up, which, by the way, all they got these, like, millionaires just got a fucking pizza party wrap party. Like, what the fuck? Like, don't you have more money to spend on pizza and I beer to your very, wrap party? like, last Excuse minute. Me? Like, they weren't expecting anybody to hang out after they wrapped up and nobody wanted to leave. That's just what it sounds like. I'll tell you what. Nowadays, you would have a freaking gala for the season <laughs> finale or the series finale yeah, of fair. Friends. Like, a full party. Like, not pizza and beer. What a joke. But they, like, went to the back of the set and, like, to that um, to that area and where they signed you know, the everybody flats, in the cast and crew. Yeah, yeah. And the cast and crew signed it and they, like, they saw it and, like, Matt LeBlanc was like, I pooped here. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny. It. Noticeably missing Matthew Perry. Don't know why. Yeah. Um, a little bit unfortunate, but he was noticeably not absent in, in that, that part. part. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Do you have anything else that you wanted to comment on? Good or bad before we move into the, the miniature fashion hour that we had towards the end? Um, no, I mean, obviously, like, it's very sentimental. They're like, let's promise not to... Um, you know, not have dinner for like another 17 years. Yeah. Let's try to reconvene. Um, they all cried. It was very nice. Um, do I think that these people will ever hang out with each other ever again? Probably not. As a group um, of six, no. I don't but think so. I do fully believe that like there are pairings and trios that like talk and chat and get together a lot. Yeah, I believe that. Do you think that there's anything in that joke where, like, they were talking about, like, oh, do you keep in touch? And Matthew Perry's like, yeah, nobody reaches out to me. Um, I think he was mostly joking, but, like, it wouldn't surprise me to hear that he was, like, slightly on the outs. I think mostly, if I'm being honest, I think the women are probably the closest of that group, right? We already know That's Courtney Cox and... And uh, Jennifer Aniston are super close. And then, like, in in one of their interviews, it did sound like Lisa Kudrow also uh, is in touch with them a lot as well. Um, I heard that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think it was awkward when, like, they were starting to, like, list off, like, guests that they had that were huge? And David Schwimmer was like, yeah, like, your fella, Brad. And, like... Yeah, that was Jennifer weird. Aniston was like, she's like, oh yeah, Brad Pitt was there. Yeah, like, like what are you doing, so David Schwimmer? Yeah, no, that Your was very fella weird. Brad. Um, what? And also, by the way, like, um, you know, they mentioned Julia Roberts, and they had that scene hooking up with Chandler, mm-hmm. which I don't remember that episode. Oh, at, that episode is iconic. That one's a good one. That's the one with the, don't- um, where Marcel is in the movie. That's what that one is. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty positive that Julia Roberts and Matt, um, P- Matthew Perry dated oh, yeah. as well. They definitely did. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I just thought that was like super weird. A little like, awkward. Yeah, I guess fe- at this point, though, it's so long Brad. ago that maybe they don't give a fuck, right? Like, at least that I know, one but like then, But no, but then like she was like, yeah, like, you know, Ma- like Brad Pitt. Like she like. That was, was like, bad. That's not she not my fellow Brad Pitt. <laughs> it was, that was so awkward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, that's pretty much like all the highlights. Um, yeah. So let's move on to our fashion show. 
Um, <laughs> this strange. was interesting. This um, was kind of where like they lost me. Like I understand the novelty, but once again, I felt like this was a an extreme you know, publicity stunt. How can we get more celebrities jam packed in our show? And then when I saw the cast list or like this, the list of like, who's going to be in the special, I was like, why the fuck is Justin Bieber, Cara Delevingne and Cindy Crawford in this? These were three names that made no, absolutely no sense to me. Like I couldn't understand. Of course, Kit Harrington was another one. Um, of course, Mindy Kaling, I had another question for. I didn't have a problem with Reese ever because, once again, she was... She was on the show, um, at least. Jill. I think her name was Jill, Jill on the show, yeah. and it made it made sense to me. So w- what do we get here, Jess? So we start off, we have uh, Rachel's bridesmaid's dress uh, from when she was in Barry and Mindy's wedding. Um, even They even went so far as to tuck it into the underwear, like how she walked down the aisle. Um, and what honestly was the most jarring thing for me is how three of the fucking outfits were Ross outfits. Yeah. What the the heck happened here? We have Ross's leather pants from season five. This was Cindy Crawford. She looked fucking amazing. First of all, like she rocks that outfit. I really loved the, that they had a woman wearing this outfit because I thought like, I really loved the like androgynous, um, essence of it. I, I I just thought it was a badass look. Um, yeah, it hadn't. It didn't have enough baby powder and lotion on it. <laughs> yeah, she was missing the, the the mixture smashed onto her forehead from trying to pull up her pants. Um, we had Sputnik, uh, which was Justin Bieber, uh, the Holiday Armadillo, which is another Ross outfit. I, what did we? Were we supposed to know who the person was in this outfit? Because the poor person in this outfit was fucking covered head to toe. They did say it was Cara Delevingne. Okay, all right. So that makes sense. I couldn't have told you who that was because of the amount of, you know, fabric. We didn't on see her. We didn't see her, but they did say Could it was Cara move, Delevingne. Yeah. And then we had the most, one of the most beautiful people in the universe. And let's cover her with the, the fucking like armadillo. armadillo costume. Yeah. Like what the what the heck? Um, and then honestly, the highlight for me was Matt LeBlanc wearing all of Chandler's clothes. I love that he was. But then to the cast this. was like, how did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't see Matt LeBlanc stand up and from leave. the couch and just leave. Excuse yeah. me. So do yeah, we so have he, um, any wearing all of Chandler's Chandler's clothes. If we were to pick any notable, um, uh, you know, snubs, it, for me personally, how how in the world do you not have Rachel in season two with the skirt that has the long, tra- like, uh, what is it called? Um, train. Train, thank you. The green train in the episode that she goes to tell Ross at the airport that she loves him like that skirt to me personally is so iconic and to not have that as one of the outfits I think is a huge miss and maybe they were going more for humor it seemed like it I guess they weren't thinking mm-hmm. very seriously about the outfits I guess um but that that to me is a big a big one a big snub um did you think and you think of anything offhand that you would have liked to see I know you might not remember specific outfits that one to me is just like I don't know, particularly iconic. I think there's a lot of like fun Phoebe outfits you could choose from as well. Yeah, for me, like what stands out is um, um, Chandler and Ross's flock of seagulls outfit. Oh, flashback stuff. Yeah. From the flashbacks in the Thanksgiving episode. Like obviously for me, that's very memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, but nothing in particular, I don't I think. I just think like, like we didn't need 
three Ross outfits. Like, there's a lot I of characters did, with good outfits. I did think that was quite peculiar. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of outfits I think we could have chosen. But I, I did love uh, Matt LeBlanc wearing wearing all of the, the clothes. I thought, like you said, to me, Matt LeBlanc was an easy MVP for the reunion. He just seemed, first of all, so happy to be there. Second of all, I felt like he had the most uh, of the best memory, the best recollection of events. And he just seemed mm-hmm. to have the most fun. Like he really like he wasn't. Yeah. I feel like maybe um, Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston were a bit more like weepy about it all versus Matt LeBlanc seemed yeah. to be a lot more like excited, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, we did have MJC, our friend, write in and say Silver Fox, Doey LeBlanc is the best version of him. Right. Oh, yeah. Or super. Right. I love I I loved Um, as soon as Matt LeBlanc finished Friends, he let himself go gray. And I wish he would have done it earlier. I think he looks fantastic with gray hair. Um, mm-hmm. it, he looks, yeah, very handsome. I, I love that he has a little bit of pudge. No body shaming here. Like he, I loved also the the little moment we got between him and Jennifer Aniston, where he's they said something about looking different, and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, not me either." <laughs> yeah, no. Well, okay, so like it was like Matt LeBlanc throughout. It was like everything looks so much smaller. That's like right. why does everything look so much smaller? And like Jennifer Aniston was like, "Well, we didn't grow." So it can't be um, that much smaller. And Matt LeBlanc was like, well, you know, he was like, speak for yourself. Yeah, I did love that. I just think like he seemed like he was having a great time. And I think that definitely translated. Um, Definitely having the time of his life. I agree with you. (laughs) Um, So do do you have like a an MVP for the the fashion, the miniature fashion hour we got to witness? Goodness gracious. Uh, no, I got to give it to Matt LeBlanc yeah. with wearing all of Chandler's clothes again. Yeah, I think second um, would, I, come, um, would be the Ross uh, leather pants outfit. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, I don't need Cara Delevingne nor Justin Bieber. Two young people that have probably seen very little friends in their lives. Yes. Um contribute to my friend's reunion special thank you but no thanks yeah um yeah (laughs) um but nonetheless i pre it was a surprise but it was the moment where i wrote to you and i said i think that they've lost me yeah that makes sense this was the moment that i wrote to you and i was like oh my god i can't wait until you get to this part because it was Uh. just because the minute they were like oh it's a fashion hour i was like did they did they hear we were covering this (laughs) (laughs) This is, you know, content made for us. Absolutely so. Uh, Yeah. So um, we did have a couple of people write in Mm -hmm. um, their thoughts. So we have Mel wrote in and she did say that she did cry three times. (laughs) So that seems about right. Um, For me, too. You have never cried in your life, so you can't relate. But Mel thought that... She said, I thought this was really well balanced. Snippets from the directors, previous cast members, cameos. What I didn't care for is to hear some of the seemingly random celebrities unless they were in the show and I missed it. New footage was cool, like the after the final shot. I did love Um, that. The after the final shot I thought was really great. Um, Right. Yeah. But no, I agree with everything Mel said. I think that the, the random celebrities... 
I, I don't know who they were like who who were they trying to get to watch this that wasn't already watching this you know what I mean like I don't know why that was necessary um right yeah I really 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 think that the weirdest random celebrity was Jon Snow right like that one and David Beckham David Beckham was like, weirder to me because he's not even in like film and television okay so Okay, no purpose being there. None. No, I mean, no. I don't think so. Mindy Kaling, her only reason. Like, and she was talking about, like, how structurally, like, the show made sense. Yeah, she's a writer on a show. Give it to her. Yeah. A lot of shows. Give it to her. I don't need David Beckham. David Beckham wasn't on the show, right? Like, never on the show. I don't believe so. I don't think. Not to it was knowledge. random. Didn't need. Didn't need him. Didn't need Kit Harrington. Yeah. They could have. They could have went. Um, I'm glad that I didn't have to hear Cara Delevingne, Justin Bieber, and Cindy Crawford talk about the show. Fair, I was yes. really not looking forward to that. So the fact that they did not have to speak and they just had to walk in a straight line was honestly a gift from above. Yeah. No, I think overall, I here's the thing. Like, I knew coming onto this podcast, like, I wasn't going to have a ton of negative things to say because I was a huge fan. And so to me, any reunion we got, I was probably going to enjoy. And I, I really yeah. enjoyed myself watching this. I watched it as soon as I woke up this morning. I couldn't not. I, I was too excited. I really enjoyed the moments and the clips and the flashbacks and everyone just reminiscing. Like... I feel like especially after the past year, like a lot of us were going back to shows that gave us comfort and a lot of for a lot of us that's sitcoms and a lot of us it's friends because it was a good time. The 90s were a great time. Um, And so I I just really appreciated this reunion. I thought it was fairly well done. I don't have too many nits to pick. Um, I actually didn't have as problem as much with the length as you did. I, I know an hour and 45 is a bit long to me. It really just felt almost like a documentary and that's kind of how I viewed it. So the length didn't seem that bad. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed myself. Um, if I was to grade it, I would give it like an A minus, I think. Mm, okay. For me, did I need this in my life? No. Did I feel like it was really, really awkward and like random um, in the release? Yes. I do want to say that I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but it was very intentional that it was supposed to come out a year ago on May 27th, 2020, because that's when they dropped HBO Max. Right. And that has a lot of intention. Like, let's kick off HBO Max with like a big Friends reunion right. special. That makes sense. Right now, it feels a little bit random. I want to know who is asking for this. Like, who was so desperate and looking for a Friends reunion special? I'm not quite sure. It wasn't. This is 17 years ago. Could they have waited three years to do this for 20 years? But I guess could they have done this? Could they have done this two years ago? Maybe, maybe for 15 years, maybe that would have made sense. 17 years, a little strange. I mean, I guess it's I a don't weird think number. I it. It's a weird number, but I think that like what you said makes sense, right? It going to HBO Max prompted them to do a reunion, which I think makes mm-hmm. sense. And then just it got delayed because of COVID. I think those are really just the reasons yeah. for it. But um, yeah, yeah I, I did enjoy myself and it did make me want to do a rewatch of Friends. I'm not going to lie. It really did. Oh, God. I know. I can't help me. I can't. I can't though. I have too many other things to watch, but. 
Um, um, my life was fine without the Friends reunion special. There was nothing in it that changed my life. Did I enjoy it for the fluff that it was? Yeah. yeah. Did I watch it twice? I watched it one and a half times. <laughs> um, will I finish it? Maybe. Yeah. So that I can watch it a full two times, maybe. But I think, like, if you have to watch it, like, watch the first half, like, and don't bother with the no actually no stop at the fashion the first show half, the first third skip the middle third the second third and watch the third third does that make sense i think what you're saying is fast forward through the random celebrities and rando people and then probably also fast forward through the fashion show those are the two things that you yeah. could easily miss and at least they're like kind of chunked in easy segments to skip by um, yeah, the best of it was when they were together, yes. when there was nobody prompting any questions, or if they were behind the scenes, yeah, <laughs> or they were like behind the pole that yeah. they may or may not have removed yes. in the later seasons. Yeah. Um, and um, those are the best parts where it's like seeing people that care about each other talk to each other about a project that they loved and cared yeah. about. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, we, we'd love to hear what you all thought. Um, definitely hit us up on social media at shit90spod. You can also send in a long form email if you really want to, uh, shit90spod at gmail.com. If you haven't already, definitely go back and give a listen to our uh, ranking of the Friends Thanksgiving episode. Obviously, we put that out in November. Um, really good time. We we go into a lot of our Friends takes in that podcast. Um yeah, I, I I had a great time. Uh, I, I do want to do a rewatch of Friends. I won't. I promise I won't. But I do want to do it. Um, Sarah, what else do if we... you have... Sorry, go ahead. If you have time, then like go ahead and do See, it. See, like, that's why the thing. Not, I don't but... have the time. I don't have the time. <laughs> you totally can't like remove Ozark or whatever. Oh, we finished Ozark. Bullsh- we finished Ozark. Fine. Then you have time for a Friends rewatch. God. Good luck to you. Um, what else do we have going on, Sarah? What, what else is going on this month? We had a very busy May. We came out with three bonus podcasts, with this being our fourth bonus podcast. So we did A League of Their Own with Grace Leader. We did Sandlot with Will Anferti, who also wrote in, by the way, and said that he really liked the special except for the random celebrities. So I think that's a common denominator here. Yeah. We also did a Dawson's Creek and Dungeons and Dragons crossover podcast where we sorted the Dawson's Creek characters into Dungeons and Dragons classes and races. And that was a ton of fun. We also, of course, do our weekly Boy Meets World podcast and Dawson's Creek podcast. So check that out on Mondays and Thursdays, respectively. And then, of course, you know, guys, we have more stuff coming in June. We have two bonus podcasts already planned for June. Um, Jess, would you say that there's like a particular theme for this? I think it's um, like childhood classics is kind of how I'm imagining it. Sure. Um, just because that's really the main thing, tying those two movies together. Okay. No real theme <laughs> except for that we watch them in our childhood. Mm-hmm. And we so. like them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, exciting for that. Or I'm excited for that as well. Um, a lot more coming along the way. We appreciate anybody who listened to this. We hope you enjoyed the reunion. Um, and like I said, if you have any other thoughts, hit us up. I'm so curious what everybody else thought of it. Um, yeah. And we will talk to you all next time. Just Bye, everybody. Hit 90 shows taught me
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.